Like how how much are we talking about here? Like a lot. Like I think I'm like everybody. <laughs> I'm very lonely. I mean, I think one of the key things is: Are they talking back to you? No, that'd be kind of cool. You think that would be cool? That would be super cool. I think that'd be a that would be something. That just means right. that I have a creative mind. Does that or or they're talking to or me. serial killer? <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Dylan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you find us. We really do appreciate it. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com, clicks on the Audible link, and signs up for a free trial. It's great. It's a thing to do. It gives you more things to listen to. And uh, there's a lot of opportunities right now for Cyber Monday. It's Cyber Monday. Oh, Sarah. is today Cyber Monday? Today's Cyber Monday. Please stop saying it like and, that. And uh, you can go there to uh, funemploymentradio.com, <laughs> click on the that's Audible so link. Cyber Monday. I think that's how you're supposed to say it right now. I don't think that's how you're supposed we're to say it. We're a cyber show. That's what we're supposed to we do. We are cyber. We're on the Intertrons. We are. We have our cyber store where you can go and buy new merchandise as well. Oh, and thank you to everyone who has been picking yes. it up. Like, as we said before, anytime someone gets something, we get a notification that they have, and it makes us. Very happy. Yes. And it also helps us continue to do the show. So thank you very much. It does indeed. Tis the season to pick up some gifts for those of you that you love, or even if you don't like them, buy them some Fun Employment Radio gear. Maybe they I just us. like buy you. Them fun here's a radio. hat. Yeah, here's a hat. Now go away. Um, hey, here's a face mask. Cover it up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we've got those as well. So funemploymentradio.com slash store, another option. All right, we we do have a bunch to get to. And uh, to start off, though... Let's give you this. It's Monday, November 30th, 2020, in the year of our apocalypse, and that is where we are at. And uh, we're we're back here in Portland. We're in another quarantine. Maybe it ends in a couple of weeks. Ah, you're funny. I doubt it. <laughs> um, so, uh, so the craziness is fully rampant if it wasn't already there before, which it was. Uh, now it's going up another notch, and Sarah is discovering something new about herself. Yes. Well, I mean, it's always been there, but now I'm like kind of just leaning into it at this point. Okay. Uh, so, of course, um, you know, on, on top of doing fun employment radio and, of course, being a real estate agent, if you want to get a hold of me, Sarah at DefianceRealty.com. Uh, I also am a commissioned animal portrait painter. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm very, very ecstatic because I've actually been hired by quite a few people to um, paint their Christmas gifts and, you know, and for like anniversaries and birthdays and for other occasions. So I actually have um, a few paintings that I have in line right now, which I'm pretty stoked about. But... As I've been doing this, I've come to find out that because I'm lacking social interaction and I don't see anybody anymore, my paintings are becoming my friends a little. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's start from the beginning here. Like the process for the painting, and I know you've talked about it before to explain to everybody, but you get a picture of them, of the animal, and then you start painting the animal. And at first, I've seen some of your, you know, barely completed ones when you just outline them. They look kind of like nightmares. Um, oh, the yeah, the barely completed ones. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I start with, like, because I use the uh, negative space. So basically I'll draw the outline of said animal and then fill in the outside. So I have, like, everyone has a different way that they do it. Sometimes people do the face first and then move out. I kind of go outward and move in. So that's how I do my, that's my, my process. Your process. I'm pushing up my invisible glasses. Yes. I don't know why I did that. Man, I just felt like I should have glasses. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I have been, yeah, so I've been working on paintings, but I found like since I'm not spending time with other living people except for you, mm-hmm. and you're pretty much the only person I see, and yeah. um, and your roommate, and Ollie, and that's pretty much it. So I've been spending a lot of time with my paintings, and I've come to find out like, you know, the closer they get to looking like what they're supposed to, because there's always a moment when you're doing a painting, if anybody out there is, you know, does any kind of 
arts or anything, um, even if you don't like when you know that you're about ready to get Are we something, inside the artist's studio right shut now? Up, shut <laughs> up. But I'm just saying there's In this the mind one, of an artist. There is a moment when you're doing something, when you're creating something and you like do that final brush stroke or, you know, you're sculpting or hanging, whatever you're doing. And you just realize you're like, I fucking nailed it. And that's, you know, when you get that and that is the best feeling. So I have no idea what that feeling is like. Yes, you do. Like if you if you have a good show. Oh yeah, no that I, it's I that do. it's that high. Like if you produce something or do something that's that you yeah. know is a de- like a great product. Yeah. Oh, that's a big high. That's a big big yeah. high. Um, or like like that or courage performing. Exactly. Like live on stage, it takes me days to come down off. Also, of I just realized I still have paint uh, all over me. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Whoopsie daisy. Oh, well. Who are you seeing? Nobody. There except for my, my animal friends. So it really doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's I guess, so so understanding that, like when you get one done, it's higher. When you get to that point where you recognize it, that it's on the way. But there's something else that you've been doing that just takes it up to the next level. Yes. I've been talking to them. Yeah. I've been talking to them like my friends. I know their names because like I, a lot of times people who, um, people will send me, um, you know, I've painted all different kinds of animals. Um, for the, the past couple, well, actually I did two cats and then a, a dog and a dog so it's interesting Two because cats people and a dog and a dog okay yes and then my next one's a cat and then the other one's a dog and then the next one's two dogs after that okay yeah so i get to do like a you know and i've also done like lizards and and chickens and all kinds did of you do things. An emu i did an emu yeah that was yeah emu phillips that was one of my favorites <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite emu that i've ever done because it's the only emu i've done but yeah, I've just found that hanging out because I like what I do is I'll sit there, you know, and, you know, work on my painting and just kind of watch the person. Like, I don't want to say the name because I think this person, I know this person is a listener and it's a Christmas present. So I'll be like, uh, George, George's name. Okay. So I'll be like, there you are, George. And I'll just start talking to it. And then I'll like be watching. It's like how people talk to like, an- like how you talk to animals or how anybody does. Well, I talk to live animals at least. Yeah. Actual real animals. Like I'll be watching because I have... Um, I have my iPad with the image of uh, said animal, and then I have my computer, which I'm watching some bullshit show right now, as we talked about, Dawson's Creek. Yes. And so I'll just be like, oh, can you believe that that Joey Potter just acts the way that she does? I'm crazy. I just realized that. So you're having these conversations out loud. You're saying this, not even in your head. It started in my head. Yes. But now it's out loud. I'm lonely. And. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I actually went outside today. I didn't realize that I was actually going to like blurt this out. And I was outside of my apartment. I was bringing out um, my garbage. And there was this woman standing outside with a mask and like a present in her hand. And she's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, she's like, my friend lives here and I'm trying to drop off a, a painting for it. But it turns out she's trying to get into the wrong door because she had the right code, wrong door. And she's like, would you mind letting me in so I could drop this off on her doorstep? And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, she's kind of in there alone. And I'm like, oh, of course. I didn't realize. I'm like, this is a very lonely time for a lot of us. <laughs> no. I don't know why. But, and she just kind of looks at me. She's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I thought that maybe we were going to have like a like a moment. Like, like what was the moment you were expecting? Just saying like, hey, we're all doing this together. And we're all doing the best that we can. Yeah. Like I was just like, I think that's, I'm like, that is so sweet of you to drop off a present for your friend. I'm like, you know, it is like a really lonely time. And she was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> so <laughs> then I opened the door for her. I'm like, Was it nice and calm like that? Or was it more, were you possibly I was a little bit more spastic? Very, no, I wasn't spastic. I was being very nice. So I was just commending her for being a nice friend because mm-hmm. treats are nice. Yes. And she was leaving like it was a nice little wrapped present for her friend. Well, that's Or else she's a murderer and I let her into my building. I was going to say, there is the alternative version. Mm -hmm. I have a present for her. Inside that was a knife. 
Oh. I'm just saying. That's not good. You know, maybe that was the present that she was dropping oh, off. I hope that's not. Well, I hope, we'll hope not. We'll, yeah. we'll look for the best. <laughs> but you you are talking to them. So what kinds of things do you say to them? Nothing. I just talk about like the TV show and watch it. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, your eyes are a little too close together. <laughs> <You have> to, like, <laughs> is that mean to say? No, because I'm trying to like put, place the eyes. The eyeball placement is key. That's, I would imagine that's the hard, one of the hard That things. is the hard. I usually save the I eyeballs. I mean, it all looks hard to me. I, I would have no I idea. I usually save the eyeballs for the last for last because you have to like move them around it's constant eyeball moving <laughs> because you'll think that you got it and i'll be like nailed it and then i go I'll, I'll look at it from afar and like one of them's like a millimeter up from the other one it looks wonky i mean it's pretty close but it's still like i have to redo it sounds like you're piecing together a person out of parts that you found it kind of is i'm piecing together parts of of my you know new paint friends <laughs> And I need to make sure that I put them together properly. Is it audible enough to where you no. think other people, okay, other people no. in the apartment complex can't hear? No. Plus, nobody talks to me. Yeah, but they could hear you talking. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I live, it's an apartment full of weirdos. I've come to find this out. Like, nobody's particularly social or friendly. <laughs> and it's all right. Everyone just kind of lives their own life, especially during this time. Like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. during this time, I would I mean, totally everyone just kind of goes from the front door, like, you know, and everyone, you know, you're wearing face coverings and stuff inside and in the common areas. You just go from the front door all, you know, to wherever your, your abode is. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I've been finding comfort in um, the animals I've been painting. Okay. Well, hey, you mm-hmm. know, we all, uh, we all find it however we want. Exactly. But like, I'm I actually here. left the painting I just finished this morning, like, facing the door. So when I come in, I could be like, hello. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I can't I can't say anything about it. You know, I, I get it. It's it's weird right now. Everything's weird. Um, I can tell you that, you know, we, I've talked about it before, how I talked to Gary. Or I mean, it's not Gary. Sorry, someone just popped up on here. I get to talk to Frank. Oh, uh, Frank. Frank. Um, yeah, so Frank is my... Uh, my robot vacuum, and we've become quite close over the last. Over and the I'm the months. weird one. <laughs> uh, I did so. I did a new show, which I do want to plug this again because it's brand new. I've got a new new company called Two Box Media. T W O Box Media, spelled spelled out two. And we've got a show called Two Box Live. It's my new show. If you haven't heard, and I just really announced it on Wednesday, so most people have not heard uh, that we we're going live every Monday and Friday. And we'll have a new episode up. Covers technology, culture, and entertainment. Awesome. Three things. And today we we did one. And uh, please go like it on whatever social media platform you're on. You can find it. You can watch the show. Share the show. Uh, we had a couple of tech issues today, but you know that's what happens when you're just shaking shaking something. off the cobwebs. A team of three versus a team of six and an entire company. You gotta, yeah, you got to shake off the cobwebs a little bit, but it still came off really awesome and great guest and everything for today but one of the things i did do because i get a little more freedom now versus that other show i was doing because there's nobody to tell me what to do <laughs> um you know except for my my two co-workers all right so transitioning to your crazy thank god because i was feeling a little weird oh yeah no i went ahead and uh for since it was cyber monday i brought up a couple of deals you know that we have links for that you can check out i brought frank on the air oh greg i had frank on the air today and I'm wondering if maybe that was a stroke too many or if that's no, just... you've got to embrace it. Yeah, I went ahead. This and is introduced... your new project. And Frank is a big part of your life. He's a big part of at my this life. point. And uh, I, uh, I I showed Frank on the live broadcast. How did you introduce Frank to the people? Well, as a deal that everybody can get their own Frank, uh, which the product is not named Frank. I named my vacuum Frank. And uh, and I said, you know, you can get your own and, and name them whatever you want. Maybe you wanted to name yours Gary or something like that. Uh, you could do whatever you want, but it was a. I, w- I was saying that it's a good way to, you know, have a new 
I didn't say this on the air, but really to have a new friend in the house, you know, like Frank, who will pick up and after I will you say as- and clean for you. And then he's always there, like saying hello. He bumps in you. He's got little feelers on him that he's, spin around. These feelers are so creepy. They're like little caterpillars that come out, <laughs> and there's like, <laughs> it's super creepy. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's just saying hello. So I was here for Thanksgiving, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But uh, yeah, and Frank was just running around. And Frank is terrifying. Like, if you don't know where he is, you'll hear like this. It's like, what the fuck is that monster underneath the couch? And all of a sudden, something will come out with its little sweepy arms, like Uh making noises. It's so creepy. And also what else is creepy is that Greg has finally succumbed to calling uh, Frank's where he docks his toilet. No, I did not say that. That was not for on the air. I was a joke. That was not something that I say on the air. You know, he, he goes there to, to rest after he's done. And that's, that's he's got a dock that he goes to. I did not say that to clarify. I never said What do you say when word. Frank goes to his dock and makes all those noises? I don't noises. use that word. I never say that word. Toilet? Yeah. Uh-uh. Bathroom? Oh, you say he's going to the bathroom. I did not say that's that so either. That's so gross. That's even that worse. That is not. I said that's that. No, I did not, Sarah. That was a private conversation <laughs> that was not for on air and it was a See, joke you're not alone courtney has a robot vacuum named harry yes maybe harry and frank can be friends oh frank doesn't frank gets along with uh mike says that we should not do toilet humor i'm just saying what i heard it's not toilet humor it's a it's a robot vacuum that's all <laughs> it just makes sense anyway frank i do i do talk to frank in the morning he starts at about his day starts at 6 a.m that's when he's on his uh his Frank vision. is unnerving because he'll just be stopped in the middle of the floor somewhere and I'll be walking and all of a sudden I'll hear this. I'm like, what is that? And then uh-huh. I'll look and there's this black circle of death like sitting in the corner. Uh-huh. And then he'll come after you. Yeah. It's well, he's just maybe he's trying to clean you up. That's what he's doing. You are a mess. You need to be cleaned. And then, wow. you know, that's, that spoke to my soul. <laughs> well, anyway, I'm just trying my best. Yes. Frank. I have. I have been speaking to Frank and I realize, you know, it's over the. Months is just something that's kind of happened, and uh, and I'm okay with it. I mean, I have always talked to things before. I mean, again, this is something that's not new for anybody who's a listener to the show. Um, I speak to the animals. I speak to Frank. I... Uh, Mr. Jenke is wanting to clarify the bathroom question again really quick. Um, do you say potty? I don't like any kind of... No. I know. I'm not... This was not something that was going to be... On the air. Okay, Tony's asking, and this is in the Fun Employment Radio live chat for members of the Supporters Club. Thank you so much to everybody who has joined that. We do appreciate it. You can go back and watch and listen anytime you want. Uh, Tony asked, does Frank have a Santa hat? He might need to get a Santa hat. We can put a Santa hat on Frank? Yes. Yes. Frank can have a Santa hat. Okay, cool. Frank loves, loves celebrations because it means people are dropping a lot of things and he gets to snack and he's a very big fan of, of celebrations and he hasn't been able to, to encounter very many because, you know, can't have any. But um, but yeah, with that, I mean, I think it'd be a big deal for him. I may even get a Christmas tree just because then Frank can, you know. Oh, pick up the needles? Yeah, have snacks on the needles. Well, yeah, you have to get a Christmas tree. I haven't had one in quite a while. Well, I got one because of the Boy Scout troop that sent one over. But now, or Scout troop. But yeah, I think I think this year, just given where we're at with this year, and the fact that regular Christmas probably isn't happening either, um... Most likely, you know, that's not going to happen. I think, I think that, uh, this, this might, this might be a year where I get one. 
I really hope that you do. I know because my house is your surrogate celebration (laughs) area for everything. And I don't have room for a Christmas tree in my place. (laughs) So, I mean, I do, but then I'd have to work around it. And you have a space, you have a window that you can like light it up and play some Christmas music. I'll buy some, um, some decorations. Oh, see, I don't know about this. I don't know. Come on. How much are you going to be decorating? And the and follow-up question, will you be taking the decorations down? I'll help you take them down. Will you? Yes. Will you? I absolutely would. If I get to walk into a Christmas wonderland every day, then absolutely. <laughs> All right. We can talk about it. Okay. Yes. That might, you might be able to. And uh, yeah, so I think I'm going to do that. And then also, you know, then Frank has something to do as well. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, Mike says, I know if I got a robot vacuum, I'd end up tripping over it and killing my back or something. That's absolutely what I'm worried about with Frank, because I'm going to accidentally step on him. And then You you're better be... not. I know. Well, then you need to well, be... Well, Christmas is canceled if you step on Frank. Oh, my Sarah, God. Sarah, I'd like you to say nice things to Frank, and then we can I can get a Christmas tree. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> that's just wrong. I want you to just tell Frank, you know, that you appreciate what he does. Just give him some appreciation. That's just weird. Just tell him, hey, thanks, buddy. And, uh, and you know... Just, just give him a little hello. I think that would be nice. That'd be a nice gesture to do. If you were just to acknowledge Frank and what he does. But anyway, hmm. um, yes, we can probably get a. I, I, I can get a Christmas tree. Yes. I'll do. Yeah, for this year. Yeah, why not? Maybe I can decorate in the studio too. Okay, here's where we're gonna have to like figure out a limit on this. I'm gonna give you an area of my house that you can decorate, and then we're gonna leave it at that. How's that? Does that work? Areas? No, I don't think so. What about living room and nib hole? Mm. No, and by the way, that is the pergolatory. That's the pergola in my backyard. Um, uh, let's do a maybe on that. Just do a little some lights, chair. maybe. Okay. okay, we could maybe maybe there. But okay. there's there's got to be limits because how crazy are you going to go on this? Well, I mean, I I don't know. This is my first like Christmas time where I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be going up to visit my family, so. I want to make it special. Yeah, I know. And I feel like you're already speaking to, and I get it, but you're speaking to paintings and then to turn you loose on decorating at my house, I feel like is a little bit scary of a prospect. No. I'm not entirely sure I'm comfortable <laughs> with that. Uh, but, you know, maybe. I'm seeing some comments uh, coming out here in the live chat. Aaron out and Sandy said, go, go out and cut your own. That is what we did growing up that's what my parents always do is we just go out and cut our own oh that's what we would yeah. like the u-cut places no a u-cut meaning our property we would just go find a tree and cut it down oh like national lampoon's christmas vacation kind of i mean we're i mean i grew up out in the country you just you go over to the hillside and you cut yourself down a tree we have a lot of fir trees that are planted so well that's exciting no, you literally, you go like 100 feet and just cut one down and bring it in the house that's <laughs> like oh, do you ever have any wildlife in it I'm trying to think like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think we ever brought in like a squirrel or anything that I can recall. But, uh, but yeah, we would just, well, I'd say, we what, do why it. don't we not do that? And why don't we go to 45th and Southeast Powell and go visit the scout troops, scout troop five, uh, 351 and pick there up our go. tree there. there you go. Yes. That's, that's, I don't want do. wildlife to be in the tree. Yeah. Cause this is usually the time of year. Remember when we have like six, uh, scouts in the studio Yeah. Uh-huh. and it's always adorable. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. And they talk about all these accomplishments they've done, and then I'm like, oh, wow, you've done a lot, and you're 12. <laughs> That's impressive. That is that is true. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll get one from them to support something. But uh, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, 
It's still kind of weird, weird buying one. Because it still is kind of weird buying one. All right. Did you want to find some place to go and cut one down? No. Oh my gosh. I saw a post. I don't on... think I'm the one being weird. I think there's weird all around. Yes. We're all weird. I was going to say, I, I have a friend on Facebook who I won't say, who was talking about how they were, um, they've been looking at this tree in the Taco Bell drive through which I guess was a perfect like size Christmas tree. I think it was the one up on 50th and Powell. And her and her uh, boyfriend were joking about going to cut it down for their Christmas tree. And they went to Taco Bell to go get some snacks. And they looked and somebody had already cut it down. Somebody some, cut down the tree Someone the stole lot? the parking lot Taco Bell oh, Christmas tree. Oh, you can't tree. steal trees You like can't that. steal. I know. No. They could have decorated it with all kinds of delicious taco paraphernalia. Yeah, that's true. They They could have. But I mean, you can't. You can't go steal somebody's tree. I was just asking what the limits are for taking a tree. Um, well, I mean, technically, you should get approval of the property owner. Uh, secondly, I mean, if you go, uh, I mean, what am I going to say here? I'm not going to say something illegal. I'm saying don't do anything illegal. Don't cut things down out of our forests. They're very important. Uh, you know, what was that? Okay. I'm not going to advocate anything. Regardless, yes. Can get a Christmas tree. Okay. Decorations to be determined. Maybe. All right. Maybe. There will be limits. All right. Just a side note. I'm looking at Greg's uh, list that he sends, and there's something that says Super Nintendo World, and mm. I have no idea what that means. Oh, yeah. I put that on there because that was something I talked about today, and it's on uh, on two box live two box live find it on youtube or facebook or twitter or at the website twoboxmedia.com um i talked about how super nintendo world got an opening date which it's been pushed off for a while do you know what that is no okay so it's something that's going to be launching at universal studios japan in osaka and it's been planned for a while and it was supposed to open last summer, but now it's finally opening. It's a Super Nintendo world based off of, like, Super Mario. What? It's an entire theme park based on Super Mario. And, like, the, that world. Nintendo in general, but a lot of it Super Mario. Like, wait, does it have, like, Donkey boxes Kong. that you can jump up and hit and, like, things come out of it? The entire place is set up, like, all boxy, like, like a Nintendo, like, Super Mario world. Yeah. With, like, bright colors and everything. The whole park Do is set up like, like that. Do they have, like, the pipes that you can go down into a lower underworld? I would imagine there's some kind of pipe oh thing that you can do. God, that would be so cool. You go there and you are you get a bracelet, apparently, that you go collect virtual coins as you go through. And so I don't know what you get with the coins, but there's a way you collect coins. You can, If you have a Nintendo Switch, there's also something else you can do with that that interacts with the park. And then they've got, uh, around the whole thing, they've got augmented reality features where you put on these glasses or look through these binoculars and it looks like... Nintendo characters are roaming around the park because they're overlaid over real Is life. Is there going to be like a King Koopa or? Koopa Troopas or, or yeah, you mean Bowser? Is it Bowser? Bowser's, yeah. Who's Koopa? Well, Koopa Troopas are the, the, the little turtles. The turtle things, yeah. Yeah, those are Koopa Troopas. Okay. Yeah. And then Bowser's the, the big bad. Are they going to have actual fireballs? I don't know. That's I'm just, a good I'm, question. I don't I'm think not sure they have if they've fireballs. I mean, who knows? There is, though, a ride where you go through Bowser's castle and then it's also Super Mario Kart themed. And you sit in there and you wear these augmented reality glasses they give you that are shaped like um, Mario's heads? hat. Oh, my it's gosh. Shaped like Mario's <laughs> hat. And then it's got the lenses that come down off of it. And then supposedly there's all kinds of weird stuff that happens while you're going through it. It looks amazing. I don't know about opening in February. That's when they said they're going to open, which seems a little sketchy. 
you know, given that we're still in the pandemic, but that's what they're targeting right now. But doesn't that sound cool? That sounds amazing. I would absolutely go to that. What kind of real life video game land? If you could take any video game and turn it into like some kind of theme park that was safe or whatever, what one would you want to do? Legend of Zelda. Mm. That's a good one. That I wonder be, if they'll have they maybe because all those like mazes and different things like and finding keys and that would be a good one. I, no, fun. I wonder if they have a Legend of Zelda feature. You know what could. that would be? That sounds like an escape room. Like if they made like a Legend of Zelda like big where there's like you know eight or ten rooms and you uh-huh. have to solve something in order and then like but monsters could pop out or yeah and like push a like push a stone in the right direction or yeah okay yeah that's that would be a good one yeah, yeah. that's that's a fun one I would look. And I'll say this, just for everybody who's been following along with me here on the show, uh, finally beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's only been the entire pandemic that I've been playing that, so eight months. Uh, and uh, But I finally beat it. Oh, you, uh, you did? You were supposed to say congratulations right there. Oh, I like, mean, good job. They'd be like, you know, that's an amazing accomplishment, Greg. Oh, so good <laughs> I'm so too. proud of you. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, I beat it. But that would be a fun, that would be a fun. Did you beat it or did you game. just give up? No, I've given up on a few. <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn, I gave up on. It was too hard. Um, there was a couple other ones. Oh, what was the one? Game number three of this series that I that I, did. I got, I rage quit. I've rage quit a couple of times. Uh, this one, though, I did not rage quit. I, I finished it to the end. It's just easy enough for me to where I can button mash and, and get through it. I'm a button masher. Oh, boy. I'm what you would classify as a button masher. A button masher? Yes. Okay, I've never even heard of that. Uh, it just means that you press the buttons a whole bunch and then your character does things. Like, Oh, that's how I have one in arcades at like Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just mashing the buttons. Yep, I'm a button masher. Mm-hmm. And and that, uh, you know, that's something that I'm good at. So I did that. Although, I started another game, Sarah. Oh, God. Yes, and I want to give a shout out to Ernie, who sent me this game. It's called Days Gone. Get this. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'm, I, I'm ready. I just started. I've only played like a half hour. Maybe it was an hour. And it's set in Oregon, number one. Is it about Sasquatches? Not about Sasquatches. Maybe they're in there. But it's about a pandemic. What? And two years after this pandemic happens, you're on a motorcycle gang. Oh my God. It's like he knows you. In central Oregon. And... They've got like Oregon themes and Oregon places are named and you ride around and then there's kind of like zombie-ish kind of characters that are in there. I'm not a huge fan of zombie things, but it adds to the game. And then there's like bandits and things like that. And you ride around a motorcycle and you got to help your buddy out and you ride down like mountains. So you get to to be a bad boy in Oregon during a pandemic. Yes. (laughs) Riding a motorcycle and you're in a gang. (laughs) Even has like a one percenter patch on him. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, it's like it's made for me. It's from this uh, Bend Studios, I think. So it's it's made here in Oregon. It's pretty fun. That sounds like it's made for you. It's pretty cool. Good. I'm glad that you found some. So see, I have my paintings to talk to, and you have your motorcycle one percenter Oregon pandemic game thing. And Frank. And and Frank. I always have Frank. Sorry, can't discount Frank. Yes, Frank, and and then I also had. Uh, well, I mean, there's Frank and Ollie. So I, I hang out a lot with Ollie. I talk to Ollie a lot, but I've always done that. So Ollie and Frank, since they're brothers, you know, they hang out together. Oh, don't Ollie's call them brothers. I love doing that because I know it creeps you out. Yes. Anyway. It's super creepy. Yeah. Well, I am glad that you're finding also the things that make you happy. 
Oh, yeah. I guess going back to the Taco Bell tree thing, yet my friend was not going to cut down the Taco Bell tree. They were joking about it, and they couldn't believe somebody actually did. Well, somebody wouldn't do it, though. That's, wow. Yeah, that's a shitty thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to take, I have our. (laughs) Rick, stealing a Taco Bell Christmas drive-thru tree equals your children will have horrible memories about you and the holidays. Yes, and Taco Bell. It's just mean. Come on, kids, let's go get that Taco Bell tree. I do have our studio. That means it's probably on video somewhere, because I'm sure everything in that property oh, is on yeah. video. They need to release that. Oh, we have to see that. Yeah, they have to. I'm going to try and find it. Okay. Um, I do have our studio tree, like the plug-in light-up one, that I'm totally putting in my apartment. Okay. So don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was about to be. All right, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Dunn. Welcome to my world. Of course. That was terrible. (laughs) I've done nothing. (laughs) Oh my God, we're so so gross today. That was not on purpose. No, I I know. No, I I was talking about how we. Oh my God. Of the idea of World of Crazy. No, all I've done today is. Thank you. I've been. I didn't sleep much last night. I've been up since about five. And. Just drinking coffee. That's all I've done today. Oh, that's not good for you. I don't even know if I've drank any water. So I've only drank coffee just because we we had some tech issues and had to keep, you know, you're powering through it. We're launching a new show. So it, it sometimes you have some issues that happen. Um, <laughs> I think they're called the coffee. has got up with me. I'm like, this isn't good for me. I need Here, to drink some, some water. water. Yeah, I do want some water. There you Thank go. you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Try this again. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> You're fine. Welcome to my world of crazy that crazy. Greg finds disgusting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. First up, a group of five Florida women have broken a world record when they collectively walked two miles barefoot over a pile of Legos. Ew, gross. Why yeah, would you do that's that? That's awful. No, that's. I've stepped on That's horrible. a Lego, and it was a couple of horrible. questions. One, why? Two, what would they lay out Legos for two miles straight? That's a lot of Legos. Legos are expensive. Oh, gross. And no offense if you're like a, you know, if you call yourself a mom. Actually, this is kind of. So Katie Wells, who's the founder of lifestyle website Wellness Mama, gathered her friends Ashley, Savannah, Grace, and Kat to break the record for the farthest distance traveled by walking barefoot on Lego bricks by a relay team in one hour. Each woman completed a minimum of 20 laps on the 32.8-foot track in the one-hour time limit to break the record. So it's a Lego track that was uh, created by a gym. Um, It says, how many of us moms have experienced a Lego to the foot while walking across the room in the middle of the night? So the attempt was verified by a Guinness, uh, I can never say, adjudicator. Yes. Who attended the attempt virtually. Uh, medical professionals were also on the scene to make sure everything was performed to Guinness specifications. Adjudicators are the ones that are holding up my um, unemployment claim. <gasps> they sure are. I have not been paid for. Sorry, that was a really dumb story. I thought it would be more interesting, but if not, so let's just pretend I didn't do that one. All right, next up. Got an update about a story that we had last week. Remember that silver monolith that appeared in Utah last week out of nowhere? Yes, aliens. It has now disappeared. Aliens. Police won't be opening a major investigation into the disappearance of a mysterious silver-colored monolith that generated international attention. Uh, 
and a mess when curious visitors made their way to the site of the discovery in the Utah desert. So the sheriff in that county says the office doesn't have the resources to devote much time and energy to who took the object, so they're not going to try and figure it out, which was illegal, because the object was illegal to begin with because it was placed without permission on a remote section of public land. So they were never able to figure out who the creator was. Um, so since many people were able to be able to geotrack it and figure it out, uh, hundreds of people came to see it uh, after it garnered widespread attention. Uh, authorities are accepting now tips from anyone who saw anything suspicious related to the removal of the monolith, but they have no clues as of yet. Aliens. Okay. Well, yeah, they of course. They came and took it back. People are assholes and we visitors parked vehicles on plants and left behind waste. Uh, what? Seriously? Yes. Okay. God, people ruin everything. I know, because that's why we don't deserve like beautiful, shiny objects in the middle of the desert, because assholes go and ruin it. Yeah, that sucks. Utah officials say they didn't specifically say where the monolith was located, but people soon found it through satellite images dating back to 2016 and determined its GPS coordinates. The site is now empty except for a piece of rectangular metal covering a hole where the monolith had stood. And the land agency reminds that any would-be visitors that driving off designated roads, roads in the area is illegal. I'm yeah, sure don't do that. Yeah. Let the alien monolith stand. I just find it interesting that someone was able to get it out of there without anybody seeing it. I mean, if there was a satellite going over at that exact moment, then it would have been, would have been caught, but it probably wasn't. Uh, yeah. I I mean, who? There's. it's not like there's anybody out there monitoring the thing. Yeah. I mean, I would you know. I would think after it was discovered that somebody would just be camping out and watching it. But if it's way out there. Yeah. It's not. Remember, they said it's not, not even an easy place to get. No, because I saw the coordinates and then kind of kept zooming out and zooming out. And it was smack dab in the middle of this giant desert. Yeah. It's like not a safe place to be. Yeah. These are the aliens. stories I could find. Okay. Do you really think it's aliens? Probably. You don't. I'd like it to be. Okay. All right, and in the things what I could find... What if it wasn't find... taken? If, what if it just retracted? It was a probe they put up just to see what would happen, and then they retracted the probe. That would be awesome. Went... And then left the shiny metal top. What else is under there? I'd like to go out there with my metal detector. I don't think you're probably the only one. Let's see what I can figure out. Yeah. I get to the bottom of it. All right. And do have a story out of Hawaii. The state of Hawaii has now announced that it is offering free round trip tickets to Honolulu to people who are at home currently working remotely and are willing to dedicate some of their time toward contributing to the community. So Hawaii okay. is offering and Hawaii tickets aren't that cheap. So that would be kind of a nice get. So you get this free is free lodging. Uh, no, free round trip tickets. So the temporary residency program called um, Movers and Ch Shakas, in reference to the Hawaiian hand gesture, mm -hmm. which is hang loose. Shaka. Don't. So uh, no, offers people. You, okay, Howley. <laughs> <laughs> offers, offers people who work remotely online the chance to do their jobs from the comforts of the tropical state. I'm down with that. I mean, we're working remotely at this yep. point. Uh, applications for the first group of temporary residents are being accepted through December 15th, and 50 people will be chosen for the first group of movers and shakas. Uh, the news release um, from officials says uh, subsequent applicants will be accepted into the program on a rolling basis. Let's see. Uh, Can they provide lodging and high-speed internet? Because if so, I'm kind of in. All right, let me see. I'm Those are the only the two things that I right need. Now. 
say, don't work from home, work from paradise. So I think they're paying... Yeah, so they're paying for the flight. I think you might have to find a place to live. All right, movers and chakas, let's see. What is these handpicked individuals who earn a free flight to Hawaii and perks? Uh, these individuals will stay in Hawaii for at least one month, and many might choose to stay longer. All right, so in addition to a free trip to Hawaii and back, participants will receive significantly discounted hotel space, or stays, co-working space, and regular uh, community-building opportunities. What's that mean? So, I don't know. You have to go and participate in the community. That's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll do that. Um, uh, okay. I'm kind of interested in this. Yes. Applicants for the program are being asked to promise to respect the state's culture and natural resources. Yep. Officials say the accepted applicants will be then asked to dedicate some of their time to local businesses and nonprofits. Okay. Yeah. So, he says, uh, so the CEO says, now that many people have chosen to work remotely, uh, there's an opportunity, well, not chosen, I'd say, but I mean, some, a lot of people are working remotely. There's an opportunity for former local residents to return home and for out-of-state individuals and families to live and work from beautiful Hawaii for a longer period of time. I'm I interested. I wouldn't mind staying, have a Hawaiian Christmas. Medikaleke maka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian winter's day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. That's enough. That was good. Thank you. All right, that's that's what I got. That's your world, Chris. Okay. <laughs> Greg, we might get dinged on YouTube for that. It sounded exactly like the real thing. Thank you, I know. Everybody thought Bing Crosby was back right there. I know. I was like, holy Sorry, shit. everybody. That wasn't actually a clip we just played. The real deal. All right. Um, I did have some ball talk. It's not the greatest, but well, one part's good. One part's weird. I, I can do it. That's the ringing endorsement <laughs> I just so gave myself. Good. Wow. Was, eh. All right. It's, one part's cool. Everything's eh. We're just getting through. We're chucking well, no, on through. It's just, uh, it's more the. Oh, no. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. So a couple of things this weekend that uh, made the news when it comes to the world of sports. Balls. Um, first off, Vanderbilt is the university that just had the first uh, woman football player play in a Power 5 school. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, so Power 5 conference is the, the big conference, like the big, big schools. Okay. Like the Pac-12, SEC, ACC, like the... They're the big schools. I'm nodding. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I, I know that they're big. I don't know what the SEC or ACC. University of Alabama. Um, University of Oregon. Oh, okay. UCLA. You know the the big schools. Ohio State. Those kinds of ones. So that's called the Power Five. Gotcha. They're like the biggest conferences. Um, and, and now uh, a woman has played in other conferences or, or lower tier football games, but this is the first time in one of the Power Five, so it's kind of cool. That's really it's, uh, awesome. a woman by the name of Sarah Fuller, and... What, Sarah, H or no H? Uh, I believe with an H. Yeah. Let me make sure. Yeah, she does. And uh, she is... Uh, yeah, made history of this. So she... Because uh, Vanderbilt had some issues with COVID, where there were players who couldn't play, they needed to get a kicker. They needed a kicker. And she is a champion. I believe they won... And Forgive me, I'm not uh, up to date. I'm on my soccer championships, but she's apparently a very, very good soccer player awesome. for the Vanderbilt team. And uh, they asked her if she could join kind of last minute be like, um, will you be our kicker? So she came on and she was their kicker. 
during the game. She didn't end up getting to kick any field goals, but uh, but she did do a kickoff and um, just kind of cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, she joined go the Sarah. Team. Yeah. So ma- made some history right there as the first uh, the first woman in the Power Five conference game. I love so, it. Yeah. Cool. That was a cool one. Um, another thing that was interesting over the weekend, also relating to COVID, had to do with the NFL, where for the Denver Broncos, they were going to be playing their game, and all of their quarterbacks were ruled ineligible because of COVID-19. So one of their, like the third string quarterback, if I remember right, got it, and they said the other quarterbacks were too close to him, so they ruled all four, which is their three on the main team and their practice Wow. All of them were out. So they had to figure out a quarterback. They tried to tried to see if they could get the, one of their offensive coaches, if they would allow the, him to suit up and play quarterback, which if you know football, that's the most important position on the team. Mm. Usually you got to know all the playbooks and they wouldn't work. So they found one guy on their practice squad who's a wide receiver. Practice squad means you're not on the real team. You pretend that you're the other team for the team to practice against. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they still I make a decent living, but then the the hope is, you know, maybe they get brought up. To that play seems like, like it would be kind of a decent living. Like, hey, I don't want all the glory, but I'll just play you for a decent amount of money every week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not a long term position. They usually trade those guys out pretty quick. But, you know, you're you technically an NFL player. So football teams have people that they just specifically have to scrimmage with. Yes. And that, that team spends all week pretending to be the team they're going to play. So they learn that that other teams plays. So it gives the the main team a chance to try to see. Okay, that's like. actually kind of interesting. I'm, I mm-hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's full. That's very thorough. And then sometimes, sometimes there's practice squad players will get. It's called the practice squad. They'll get bumped up to the main team, which is a big jump up, and that's kind and of so. That's what happened to this guy. Well, this guy was a wide receiver on there, uh, but he had played quarterback in college like a few years ago or something, and. He was the only one they had with any kind of quarterback experience. So he went from a practice squad player, never having played an NFL game, you know, just hoping to someday maybe make the team as a wide receiver to the starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> wow. Overnight, with no practice with the main team, no no on-field experience, and just all of a sudden, okay, you're now the most important person on the team. That's Sarah's stomach. That's going. my stomach. I haven't eaten uh, today. I was finishing a painting and so, talking to it. Sorry. Kind of an interesting move for that. And he didn't do the greatest, which nobody would but expect him to. But he didn't do the to. worst? Um, he wasn't good. But I mean... But he held his own? I'm. He was there. He, he participated. Existed? Okay, good. He participated. I mean, the guy had no chance to do well in this. He doesn't even play that position anymore, let alone, you know, go in as the starting quarterback. But it was just kind of an interesting move for him. Why is football still happening if there are so many people yeah. testing positive? Yeah, that's a very valid point and question. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's what it is. Yeah, all right. Anyway, that happened. And one other thing was a boxing match. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fought two old men. Um, they just kind of fought until they're like, eh, okay, we're done. Uh, and then the, who won? I think Mike Tyson won, but Roy Jones Jr. was just like, ah, that's it. I'm old. I'm done. And then also, um, the other one that's, this is a viral thing, just so people are aware of it. Jake Paul, which I never want to say his name on here again. I've interviewed him. He's a YouTube guy, uh, but he's also a boxer. And he fought Nate Robinson, former NBA player. Mm. And I've interviewed both of these guys back in like October or or I mean August or something. And, uh, Nate Robinson got knocked out like 
it's a meme now for the rest of his life. Oh. He just got knocked, knocked the fuck out. Uh, so that happened. So that's something that was trending for a while. So anyway. Um, I, I do have an answer about the football thing. Uh, when I asked, was, you know, people are testing positive. Uh, Mike says, because America, Sarah. Yep, that's right. That's about it. Uh, John says, but still nobody will pick up a damn phone and call Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, very true. Although he wouldn't have been allowed to play for this game. They couldn't bring in any up because of the COVID-19 protocol. Somebody would have to come in and quarantine. So they couldn't there, but 100% agree. Like, why doesn't somebody call Colin Kaepernick? Mm -hmm. Anyway, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I feel like I learned some important stuff today, Greg. Hey, you know, what are you going to do? Hey. Uh, All right. I do have to get going here shortly. Okay, and I can't believe my stomach growled that loud. Oh, that's fine. I haven't eaten either. Yeah, I'm I'm right in, right in there. I think I'm gonna go get tacos. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've got. Why don't you do your thing first, and then I'm pulling this up. Okay. Uh, well, what I want to do, I had a request, and this is from one of our listeners. I don't know if you wanted me to say his name or not, so um, I'll, I won't, just in case. But he said this. He said uh, he wanted me to give a shout out to one of my childhood friends, and that is Dan, and because uh, Dan's son, Scott, is awesome, according to our listener. So Scott <laughs> works at a Safeway, and um, our listener comes in with his uh, with his Fun Employment Radio hoodie on. Oh, very cool. And he ended up talking to Scott, who, who works there, and Scott said, hey, I know uh, my dad grew up with that guy. So <laughs> with that guy, with that here's guy. that guy. Uh, Scott's a teenager or whatever he is. Um, but uh, I have known Scott since he was a baby. So that's that's very cool. So I just want to give a shout out to Dan and Scott. Hello. And Scott, thanks for being cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And we do have something. We do have, I believe it was yesterday, but we do have a birthday that we'd like to say. And we want to give a big old happy birthday to Rick. Rick. I'm just going to say your full name because it's like he's one of those first name, last name. Rick Rutherford. Happy birthday, Rick. Happy birthday, Rick. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Someday we will all hang out again. Yep, Rick can talk about his love of Carmelo Anthony and how he signed again with the Portland Trailblazers, and it's awesome. Oh, he uh, loves Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. his favorite. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's... That's where we're at for today. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this show. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Send us an email. Follow <laughs> us on Twitter. Greg Nebler, Sarah Stiller. Um, please follow Two Box Media, T-W-O, Box Media, and uh, get the notifications when we go live. We're getting this off the ground. We had some great stuff today, and we will be live again on Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Awesome. And then you have Coin tomorrow, right? I do. I have Coin. I'm going to be live on Coin Television, which you can watch online. It's um, secondly on CW. It's Coin News AM Extra uh, with Emily and Jenny. And I'll be on there to talk about tech for Tech Tuesday. It's usually awesome. around It's usually around like 7.40 a.m. Pacific. It kind of shifts a little bit depending on what they've got, but it'll be right around then. And I'll, I'll post about that as well. So, yeah, a lot going on. Very cool. Yeah. And I'm done. All right, and you're no, done talking. we've got one more thing. Uh, so if you are a member of the Fun Employment Radio Supporters Club, we've got a special thing for you oh. airing right after this, and it comes from one of those fine shows, Portland at the Movies. Yeah. Part of the Fun Employment Radio Network, and they have a new one. It's called, for a movie called Payback, which was the 1997 made-for-TV drama starring Mary Tyler Moore and Ed Asner. 
And uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so that is what uh, what they're going to be talking about, and uh, and is a show that filmed around here. So that's going to be on Perfect. this episode, and we're going to air that live for you right now. Now awesome. you can hit subscribe to their podcast wherever you get podcasts. Do that. But if you're a member of Sparta's Club, get to hear it here first. So thank you to them. Awesome. I actually watched, I, I wanted to ask them too, because I watched this horrible movie last night starring Ryan Felipe and uh, Rachel Lee Cook called Antitrust. Okay. And it seems like it was, it's set in Portland, but I don't know if it's actually filmed here. So I wanted to ask them about it. So I think I will. Well, do indeed. It was terrible. All right. Terrible. Terrible. But thank you, it. everybody, <laughs> so much. We will talk to you soon with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye, friends. Bye.